Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, the Queen's final journey. Thousands lining the streets of Scotland, paying respects, witnessing history as the Queen's casket departs for the Scottish capital. Plus, her son, King Charles III, honoring his mother and addressing Parliament for the first time. She set an example of selfless duty, which, with God's help and your counsels, I am resolved faithfully to follow. And the royal family reuniting. Brothers Prince William and Prince Harry side by side in mourning their grandmother. We're going to be live in the UK with the very latest today, Monday, September 12th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the third hour of today. I'm Al, along with Craig, Dylan, Chanel on assignment, interviewing First Lady Jill Biden, yep. and uh, we'll Incredible. have that, that interview tomorrow. You're a sight for sore eyes. Well, nice to thank you. have you back in studio with flash. us. Missed you guys. Missed, missed you, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And, of course, the big story we've all been talking about, royal family right now gathering in Scotland as that country prepares to honor Queen Elizabeth II. King Charles III and Queen Consort Camilla returning to Scotland earlier this morning. This was the scene. Greeting well-wishers there. They are going to be taking part in a procession shortly. Before the Queen's final trip to London, the people of Scotland will be getting the opportunity to pay their respects. Savannah Guthrie, once again, live for us outside Buckingham Palace this morning. Uh, Savannah King Charles addressing Parliament as King for the first time this morning. Now he's arriving back in Scotland. Bring us up to speed. What are we expecting to happen while he's there? Yes, this morning, as you mentioned, he did address Parliament. Then he boarded a plane for Edinburgh, Scotland, where he uh, met up with the Queen's Coffin, which is currently at Holyrood, which is the uh, Queen's official estate in Scotland. We all know Balmoral, her favorite country vacation mm -hmm. estate, but this is the official residence of the Queen in Edinburgh. And so later today, King Charles III, Queen Consort Camilla, the, the Queen's other children will be there at a ceremony and the hearse, the Queen's coffin, will be processed on what they call the Royal Mile from the Holyrood Estate to St. Giles Cathedral. There will be a vigil there, uh, a service held with the royal family, the senior royals in attendance. And then after that, the queen's body, the queen's casket will be there at the cathedral and the Scottish people will have a chance to pay their respects. And, and Savannah, I think that's a bit uh, poetic because Scotland held such a special place in the queen's heart. You're so right. I mean, she loved Balmoral. Everyone knows that. It's a, it's actually six hours away from Edinburgh, and there was this extraordinary trip yesterday where the Queen's body left by hearse and was driven six hours through the Scottish countryside, and people lined the streets to wave and to pay their respects. And you're so correct that it's very fitting because she had such an affection for, for Scotland and for the Scottish people, and I dare say the feeling was returned. And so, you know, um, there's no way to plan. There's no way to know that that 
that is where she would have passed away. But it does seem fitting that these are the first people who get to have the honor of paying her their respects that will happen at, at the cathedral a little bit later this morning. And Savannah, we know, uh, as you just mentioned, how much is planned for today. But what can we expect for the rest of the week? What other events and per processions are planned? Yes, and you know, this has been a plan that has been in the works literally for decades, tweaked, of course, over the years, and it's called Operation London Bridge, and now we're seeing it underway. A little later today, King Charles will address the Scottish Parliament. He's going to start a tour today, starting with Scotland, of all the nations of the United Kingdom. As for the Queen, she will sit 24 hours of vigil at St. Giles Cathedral in Edinburgh, and then she will be flown by plane. Uh, to London again, Princess Anne with her, and they will go to Buckingham Palace one last night at Buckingham Palace, and then the hearse and the funeral cortege will move to Westminster Abbey, where she will lie in state. It all culminates Monday with this funeral, a state funeral. Haven't had a state funeral here in the UK since Winston Churchill was laid to rest all those many decades ago. This is Savannah Guthrie, of course, outside Buckingham Palace. Meanwhile, right side of your screen there, a live look at the scene uh, in Scotland. That was a, a live look of bagpipe band making their way through the streets of Scotland, Scotland paying tribute as well. Savannah, I did find it interesting um, that the flowers, of course, they continue to pour in for the Queen, the, the cards that have been left out of Buckingham Palace, but apparently mourners are now being asked to leave certain things at home. What, what are they asking folks to stop bringing? Yes, it, it, you couldn't help but have a little smile when you heard that the, the, the government has asked people to kindly not bring Paddington bears and marmalade sandwiches and leave them out here as a memorial. Now, of course, if you, you are familiar with the Queen's Jubilee, there was that adorable video that the Queen starred in alongside Paddington, where they both confessed their love for marmalade sandwiches. And in an homage to that, many people have been bringing Paddingtons. And yes, they have been bringing marmalade sandwiches, which is lovely, except for that it's quite warm here and so you can imagine the scene <laughs> so the park officials have said we appreciate the sentiment we love where your hearts are but could you leave the marmalade sandwiches and the paddingtons behind the flowers are welcome to come although they're not being laid here at the gates anymore instead they're at green park nearby people it's a beautiful floral tribute people are being asked to take the wrapping off and it's actually led to uh, some gorgeous floral arrangements some are taking the flowers that are left and putting them into um, different formations like a heart and it's just a lovely warm tribute and if you could just walk and read some of the letters and cards they're so touching and they're so personal and this of course just will continue to build this week oh that's terrific savannah thank you so much appreciate it see you tomorrow savannah safe travels all right, for more on today's events and the royal family as a whole, we bring new news uh, from royal contributor Daisy McAndrew. Daisy, good morning. Good morning. So, you know, we've been talking about Scotland all morning. It's been incredible what we've seen there today. Um, and we know that Scotland has a special place in the Queen's heart. But uh, tell us why Scotland is so important to the whole family. Well, there are the very personal reasons. We've been talking for days, haven't we, about Balmoral. You mentioned it just there with, with Savannah, about how that really was the happy place, the special place for not just the Queen, but the rest of the family, where they felt they were really able to be themselves away from the prying eyes of the press and relax over their, their summer holidays. We know that the Queen absolutely adored things like stargazing. She would go out at midnight and look up at the stars. She would have you know, her jigsaw puzzles were always kept out in the same place for when
whenever she came back. And she was very close to a lot of the staff there as well. Her gamekeepers, the people that looked after um, the estate, you know, the shooting and the fishing and so on, it was the gamekeepers who actually carried her coffin for the first time. And I think that shows uh, some of the, the sentimental uh, place that Balmoral has. But also Scotland as a whole is a very important part of the United Kingdom. And there has been a move in Scotland to go independent, to cut off ties with the rest of the country. So I think there is that more political and constitutional air with the fact that Scotland's playing such a central role uh, in these few days. A lot of people saying that is going to help possibly shore up Scotland's place within the United Kingdom. Daisy, we, we heard from Prince Harry in an official statement, and in, in that statement, uh, he talks about his grandmother, calls her a guiding compass, refers to a lot of the first that he had with his, with his granny, including her getting the opportunity to meet his wife and children. What did you take away from Prince Harry's statement, Daisy? It was a very personal statement, wasn't it? And Harry, we know, has always been very close to his grandmother. You remember that fantastic interview that Hoda did a while ago with Prince Harry, where he was talking about the fact he'd just dropped in at Windsor Castle and had had um, a spontaneous meeting with her and said uh, to Hoda that uh, his grandmother, he felt he could make his grandmother laugh, possibly in a way that others couldn't, that they shared that sort of cheeky, pranksterish type of, of sense of humour. And we know the Queen was famous for enjoying enjoying practical jokes. She liked playing them on people and she liked having them played on her. And I think that was something that Harry and the Queen shared. All right. It's so fascinating to hear yeah. the insight. You know, Daisy McAndrew, thank you so much as always. Thank you, Daisy. And now we want to take a little bit of a thank turn, you. spend a moment to send a big congratulations to our pal, Jill Martin. She and her now husband, Eric, <laughs> got married over the weekend at the New York Public Library. Her, her dad officiated the service. You guys were there. Oh, it was, it was epic, yes. Epic. It was absolutely beautiful. Uh, her dad told so many stories. I, I, we know Jill so well, but we got to know her that much more um, from hearing the stories, and the ceremony was beautiful. Beautiful ceremony, and the party after? Look at these Next level. That's what I heard. Now, I, we, I, in fact, we can't really tell you too much about it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you were given forgiveness on any overdue library. That's, <laughs> yes. that's, that's a bonus. We were. These a lot pictures. of us were asking, where are the books? We couldn't figure out where we were in the library. Jill but, insisted that they yes. all be put away for the ceremony. So no congratulations. Congratulations, our friend. Thank you so much for, for inviting us as well. Coming up here on a Monday morning, the stars are going to be out tonight, folks. The big return of the Emmy Awards in person. We're going to run down the nominees. We're also going to tell you who has a chance to make TV history. Third hour of today, right back after this. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. For your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed well tonight is television's biggest night the 74th emmy awards on nbc and joining us now is today contributor jason kennedy live from los angeles with a preview of what we can expect jason so nice to see you what's up Jay? Hey, jillian i miss you guys great to see y'all i know i was excited i thought we were going to have you in studio but then i did the math and it doesn't really make sense when when you've got all this going on tonight <laughs> I'll, I'll come tomorrow how about all right, that there that, you that, go. that sounds good so what can we expect tonight i mean it's the first time this is going to go back to quote unquote normal, right? Yes, we're back at the Microsoft Theater. First time in three years. The stars, they can shake hands with each other. They're sitting at tables. They can hug each other. Uh, There is still some COVID protocol, Al. Uh, So yeah, so we're getting COVID tested. A lot of the celebrities are getting COVID tested. But the big story for me is just Keenan Thompson. I mean, he is having such a year. 20th season uh, on SNL coming up. Just had a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He's hosting the Emmys, obviously. And you guys know, you've talked to him in studio before. He's so chill. Hosting an award show can be a bit of a thankless job. You got Mm -hmm. critics watching. You want his social media is looking to see if you make a mistake. But he doesn't seem phased by any of it. He says he has two jobs to do. He wants to keep the room in on the joke. He's not going to make fun of people. And uh, he just wants to have a great time. Let's dig into the nominees here. Let's start with Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series. I personally here would love to see Laura Linney get it, Mm -hmm. but we've got quite the group here. Yeah, Laura Linney, of course, it's the final season of Ozark, which I need to pay homage to that a little bit later here in the chat. But for me, it's Zendaya. I mean, she made history in 2020 when she won that Emmy. She could become the youngest two-time Emmy winner. And get this, she could become the youngest producer to win an Emmy for Euphoria. For me on the red carpet in about, I don't know, eight or nine hours, I just want to know if she's had a chance to take in the moment. All of the great things happening in her career at 26 years old and then inquiring minds want to know guys will she bring Tom Holland her boyfriend they have a very (laughs) private relationship Uh, yeah see a lot of people want to know that Uh, but don't sleep on going back to the categories don't sleep on Melanie Linsky from Yellow Jackets Uh check out the show it's a great show she's also one of the favorites Uh, but yes Laura Linney and Ozark we could talk about Ozark if you want I'll be here all night all right well hey so Jason outstanding drama this seems like a really tough Uh, category. I mean, Better Call Saul, uh, Euphoria, Ozark, Severance, Squid Game, Stranger Things, Successions, as you mentioned, Yellow Jackets. Is there a favorite? I think Succession, 25 nominations, uh, which is just absolutely insane. But we have to talk about the final season of Ozark. We need to give it the moment that it deserves. I mean, this is the last time we're going to see Jason Bateman, Laura Linney, and Julia Garner 
you know, in those characters, Ozark characters on the red carpet. And I was uh, watching an interview not too long ago with Jason Bateman. And he said, look, I love acting. I've been doing it 40 plus years, but I really love directing. Was he hinting that he's possibly going to take a break from acting? I don't care who he's wearing on the red carpet. I don't care if he's wearing a tux. That's not going to be my first question. <laughs> I just want to know if he's going to take this break, because I think when he's on television, when, when he's in movies, it's just a better project. We want more Jason Bateman in the world, guys. Yes, we do. Is it because of his first name? <laughs> yeah. I, I, Busted. Yeah, that's it. Um, okay, I know we're running out of time, but quickly I want to get to outstanding lead actor in a drama series. Of course, you know, we're just talking about Jason Bateman. That's who I would love to see, but also Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. I mean, I, I think this is also a really tough category. Yeah, Bob having some health issues that, you know, I'm sure you guys talked about this past year. He's healthy, he's back. But Brian Cox, Succession, this yeah. is his second nomination for it. He's never won for Succession. No wins yet, but uh, he. this is so funny. He curses a lot because of the character. He wants to get better at not cursing so much. Uh, and we're going to talk to him tonight. It's going to be a big day. We'll be on the red carpet. We're going to turn it around and have it all for you tomorrow. Jason, really qu really quickly, the, the oh, never mind. We don't have time. No, no, we do. Let, one more time. Comedies. What do you want to know? Comedies. <laughs> Ted Lasso? I mean, oh my gosh. Yes, Ted Lasso. We've heard all those names, Barry, but don't sleep on Abbott Elementary. Oh, that's a good Most one. of the cast is nominated. Quinta Brunson, she created it. She stars in it. And she's the first black woman to be nominated uh, for the Emmy. Three Emmys in one show in the comedy category. She's making history. She's just an incredible gem. Love it. And you love that show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's so many shows to be excited Thanks, about. Thanks, Jason. Jason. Thank you so much. Anytime, guys. Bye. All right. See you tomorrow. Well, coming up, it's a whole new day for Day of days of our lives. We've got a daytime legend right here in studio. Deirdre Hall here live talking about their big move as the third hour of today continues. <laughs> Joined this morning by one of daytime television's biggest stars, Deirdre Hall. Deirdre is here with us this morning. Good morning. What fun for me to be with you all. Oh, Thank is, you. I mean, you've been doing this for such a long time, and the, the landscape of television has changed. You know, everybody's watching TV on streaming services, but it's, it's kind of a different beast because I feel like you can get a little more risque, wouldn't you say, on, on streaming as opposed to daytime TV? Um, I've heard that rumor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, and, and hopefully it's true. Uh, you know, our, our showrunner, Ken Corday, and, and our writer, Ron Carlovati, um, are always ready to push that envelope a little bit further, mm -hmm. so. I mean, here's the thing. You know, I, I grew up watching Days. Me too. My aunt was huge. I love that. My yes. aunt was huge into Days of Our Lives, and when she babysat me, I was watching Days of Our Lives. So I've, I've grown up familiar with a lot of these characters. You've got such a loyal audience base. This move to streaming, I think a lot of folks are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. After 57 years, Network sets up a customer care line to reassure viewers. What can you say to reassure folks about who might be a little unsure about this jump over to Peacock? You know, um, we have had 56 years of the most loyal fans. They followed us through thick and thin, uh, and I have no doubt they will follow us to, to streaming. And it, it's their advantages to the audience also. Yeah. You know, you, you can you can elect uh, to have fewer commercials. You can run it uh, the show all week long if you like. You don't have to tape it and get mm -hmm. back to your VCR and have it like break in the machine. Yes. yes. Okay. yes. Um, did I say VCR? Oh dear. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> no, I would help her with the VCR, and then TiVo came out. It was a whole new, yes. whole new world. 
it's um, um, it's going to be just fine. And we want our fans to know that they're safe with us and we will make sure they make the move with us. You know, you've played this role of Dr. Marlena Evans for over 40 years. And, <laughs> and, uh, but but not really. But but in fact, is it true that you actually at first rejected the, the role? Oh, um, uh, briefly, yes. I, I had uh, screen tested with a number of recognizable faces from daytime. So when my agent called and said, you've got the job, I said, oh, they must have all turned it down. <laughs> I'm not taking that stinking part. <laughs> so I did, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I guess they, they shopped around New York and again and said, wait a minute, please. Oh, we're at the please stage, okay. So uh, happily, I, I did. Would you ever want to retire? Is this just something you'll keep going? I like Al will retire when the, the key card at NBC <laughs> no longer works. I mean, that's, that's what I know. Though. Which everyone hates to hear. But. I know. <laughs> I've been trying to scratch up his key card for a long time. Uh, <laughs> thank you. What thank a delight. Thank you so much. It's so nice to have you here. Nice to be here. And tell your audience, we start streaming today. Today, that's right. That's right. Today. Yes. Sure. New so, episodes yeah. of Days of Our Lives streaming exclusively on Peacock. It's part of our parent company, of course, NBC Universal. Today. Exciting. Thank you for being here, thank Deirdre. You. Well, coming up next, we're going to lace up our sneakers for Motivational Monday. We're going to meet a man who is an inspiration every time he heads out for a run. Third hour today, I'll be right back. Back now this Monday morning with the first stop on Queen Elizabeth's final journey home. King Charles III, Queen Consort Camilla, they have arrived in uh, Edinburgh, Scotland. That happened earlier today. The Queen's casket will lie in rest at Scotland's historic St. Giles Cathedral for 24 hours. And Savannah is live for us again outside of Buckingham Palace. Uh, Savannah, fill us in on, on what's happening right now. Yes, yeah, so we are waiting to see a glimpse of the royal family and King Charles III. The scene is in Edinburgh, Scotland, as you mentioned, at Holyrood House, which is the official residence of the Queen in Scotland. Her casket, her coffin traveled there, six-hour journey from Balmoral yesterday, and is inside the throne room of that castle. And in a few moments, we will see King Charles III and other senior members of the royal family go into that room, receive the casket, and then there will be a procession by hearse down what's called the Royal Mile in, in, in Edinburgh. And I want to turn to NBC's Tom Yamas, who is in Edinburgh for us to fill in what we can expect in the next few minutes, Tom. Hey, Savannah, good morning to you. What our viewers are seeing on their screens right now, those live pictures from inside Holyrood House are just over my shoulder right here. We have been watching all morning, waiting for the moment that the world is going to see, essentially the Queen's coffin draped in the standard of Scotland, the royal standard of Scotland, enter that hearse. And I've, I've made it a point to sort of describe that, that vehicle. It's a Mercedes-Benz with a glass roof. And it's that way so, so people across Scotland could see the Queen's coffin as it passed through all those different towns and cities you were mentioning just yesterday. We had a chance to be on the Royal Mile yesterday as the hearse came through carrying the coffin. It was quite a moment. You know, here uh, in Edinburgh, pe people were quiet at first, but then they started to clap. They, they were happy, and, and young and old were along the Royal Mile. We expect similar scenes here, but this time with, as you mentioned, uh, King Charles III. He will be here walking with his brothers and sisters behind the hearse, 
And, and as I've described to you, Savannah, all morning, people are saying this is going to be much more intimate than what we're going to see in the days ahead because the Royal Mile is very narrow. It, it's a medieval street, cobblestone, and the public is going to be so close to the hearse, so close to the royals, they could almost reach out and touch them. So we're, we're, we're expecting something very private, something very special, and something very powerful. Of course, the, the, the guards, the bodyguards of the king, um, uh, known as the Royal Company of Archers, are going to be protecting the queen as she goes to St. Giles Cathedral and the royal family. Savannah? And I think we're starting to see that procession now, Tom, outside of Holyrood, the palace where the queen has her official residence in Scotland. We hear the bagpipes, those telltale bagpipes that we're told the queen loved to hear when she visited Scotland. She loved to wake up and hear them. King Charles III is there, Queen Consort Camilla, as well as the queen's children, grandchildren, and believed we'll see a glimpse of all of them today. The scene this afternoon in one of the countries of the United Kingdom, Scotland, the Queen's beloved Scotland, the place where she passed at Balmoral, the country estate she adored, her body passing by hearse, 
six hours through the Scottish countryside to the official palace, Holyrood House. And now it will make another journey along the Royal Mile, a historic road between the Queen's official palace in Scotland and St. Giles Cathedral, where various world leaders are, excuse me, national leaders, including Prime Minister Liz Truss, are assembled for a prayer service. And we are about to witness this stunning moment where the hearse is traveling slowly and members of the royal family were told will some of them be walking on foot behind others in the motorcade making this solemn procession. I'm going to turn to Wilfred Frost as we watch these and we've been talking all morning about how there's a certain poetry and a certain beauty to the fact that these first final steps of the Queen's long goodbye are in her beloved Scotland. Oh, ab absolutely. And it really is, by the way, unprecedented to have this scale of official coffin uh, um, moving through a city um, with the king himself following behind it outside of England. Usually uh, has only ever happened in England before. Well, we will continue to keep our eyes on these pictures and we'll be back in just a moment. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Join Hoda Kotfi for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning and good afternoon from the United Kingdom where we are back with live coverage of Scotland's final goodbye to Queen Elizabeth II. Her casket now slowly making its way through the streets of Edinburgh en route to a service at Scotland's St. Giles Cathedral. This is a path known as the Royal Mile, a storied path and an opportunity for members of the Scottish public to pay their respects to the Queen as the hearse passes by. And if you can see in the images there on your screen, the Queen's four children are walking in procession behind. Wilfred Frost is with me, and what a sight to see all of four of them together and, and paying this honor to their mother of accompanying her coffin on this march to St. Giles Cathedral. Fabulous to see, and they're gonna stand vigil, the four of them as well, around uh, the coffin once it uh, lays in state for a period of time, which again is another very profound uh, interlink between the family aspect of this, four children mourning the loss of their mother, uh, as well 
uh, as the very serious uh, procedural aspects of four senior royals bidding farewell to a monarch. If you're noticing the beautiful flowers atop the queen's coffin, they come from her beloved Balmoral estate, including her favorite flowers, the sweet peas. So someone lovingly placed those atop her coffin. And when this procession is received at St. Giles Cathedral, the Crown of Scotland will be placed. Yep. We've been talking, Wilfred, all morning about the significance of, of Scotland. It's an accident of history and happenstance that it so happened she passed while at Balmoral. But there is a significance here. It goes deeper than just the love the Scottish people have for the Queen and vice versa, but also in terms of the monarchy and the strength of the monarchy. Absolutely, and as you said, the Scots crown will sit atop um, her coffin once it lays in state overnight in St. Giles Cathedral. That is totally unprecedented, uh, as is the formality of this procession right now happening outside of England. Um, and, and that is an example, as you say, it's a, a matter of fate that she died in Scotland, but once it has, they're really throwing everything at it to make it as formal as possible, to give uh, as big a send-off to the Queen in a place she loved, but also the Scottish people as much uh, uh, of a send-off to, to witness. And uh, I think it's good for the Scotland, it's good for Her Majesty, and it's good for the Union. I want to bring Keir Simmons, our senior international correspondent, into our conversation as we watch this beautiful final journey and we're now seeing members of the public line the streets, Kieran. As it has been in London, it is in Edinburgh where there are throngs, thousands there to see, but they are so quiet. It's just not what you would expect from a crowd. And yet it's a, a, a moment of honoring their queen one final time. Yes, a last chance to show their respects to the queen and also to her children walking there quietly behind her coffin, Charles and Andrew, Anne and Edward. And Savannah, I think of the Speaker of the House of Commons' words just a few hours ago here in London. Deep as our grief is, we know your grief is deeper. Each one of those children putting on this public face while dealing with that private grief and for them this is what duty is and she is leading them again in that understanding of duty and of service and you know Savannah you think about those very very young princes William and Harry uh, walking behind Princess Diana's coffin 25 years ago now of course the Queen's children are a different age, uh, but at the same time, uh, the description that they had, and, and they were young, of, of how difficult it was, it gives you pause for thought, doesn't it, about what it takes to be a member of the royal family. We've seen today uh, the constitutional aspect with the king going to Westminster to meet with uh, leading lawmakers. Uh, and now here we see the, the ceremonial side. Uh, and as we watch this ceremonial side, we think of also the personal and, and, and the, the deep, deep emotion uh, that no matter how strong you are, and the Queen was so incredibly strong and she taught her children to be strong. Uh, king Charles talks about that schooling, the school that he went to, how tough it was because his father, Philip, trying to toughen him up. But uh, inevitably, uh, doing something like this for anyone uh, is a personal challenge. And now we're starting to 
see these images of the people who've lined the streets and as has been described to us, this royal mile, this historic mile between the Queen's Castle in Scotland and St. Giles Cathedral, at some points barely as narrow as a sidewalk. And so it affords a close look and you see those people, throngs packed shoulder to shoulder there to say one final goodbye to their queen. Our coverage continues in a moment. We'll be back with more of today right after this. Welcome back. Coming up at 10, 10 a.m. on the East Coast, almost 3 o'clock in the afternoon here in the United Kingdom. And you are watching an extraordinary moment as Queen Elizabeth's casket is making a slow march from the Queen's formal estate in Scotland to St. Giles Cathedral, where a prayer vigil will be held. And if you can see behind the hearse, her four children in solemn procession and the people of Scotland out en masse to pay respects to their queen. The royal family is gathered there. Grandchildren, Harry, William, other grandchildren expected to attend this service as well. Tom Yamas is there in Edinburgh for us. And it's a slow procession, but really affords these people who have come out to, to show their love for the queen, their moment, their moment to have uh, a thank you and a silent prayer. That is so true, Savannah. And what stands out to me watching these live pictures right now here in Edinburgh is that there are double the amount of people that we saw yesterday when the hearse carrying the Queen's coffin first came into this capital of Scotland. I, I'm actually surprised that, that this many more people even fit there because you can see people are lined up all the way up on staircases, up on roofs in some cases. You, you can't even see the ground um, from where the people are allowed to stand. For our folks watching at home, the, the, the guards right next to the car, those are the Royal Regiment of Scotland. The people right next to them are the Royal Company of Archers. And believe it or not, Savannah, they are a real archery club. You don't want to be on the other end of their arrows. Now, we'll continue to watch this unfold. Packed shoulder to shoulder, the people of Scotland paying respects to their queen. We will continue our coverage in just a moment. We'll be back after these messages. That does it for this morning. Tomorrow, Black Panther star Letitia Wright live in studio talking about her latest project and to give us a sneak peek on her return to Wakanda. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, Kourtney Kardashian Barker shares some exciting news. And don't forget, if you missed any of our show, you can catch it over on our streaming channel today all day, including our full broadcast that starts at 2 p.m. Eastern every weekday. You can just head to the Today All Day streaming channel on Peacock or your smart TV. All right, we'll see you tomorrow with Chanel's interview with First Lady Jill Biden. Have a great day. Bye.